And we're live. This is Painkiller Nearly, episode 23. Getting up there in a hurry. Yes, we are. 23 yeah. episodes. So I was talking to Kyle about what we were going to do for this Painkiller Nearly. And I wanted to do something different. Uh, you spice the show up a little bit. And uh, I, I think I'll kick off with my bad joke. But then I want to read this thing from Reddit. And it's long. And I'll try to read it in an interesting fashion. But it, it's about this wife who's a cheater and this guy he writes effectively and he's obviously crushed and well if you want to do anything before that let me know but here's the joke got a job working with a bunch of emo kids it's depressing they're always going on about dying they look terrible with their white skin and they complain about how shit their life is oh sorry sorry not emo kids chemo kids oh <laughs> god that's terrible that's, that's terrible oh oh man oh <laughs> oh, right in the feels. That's a good one. All right. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm interested in hearing this whole uh, this whole uh, Reddit thing. Uh, I caught like the broad strokes, and uh, I got the gist of it by glancing at a few of the memes, but I don't know. Uh, all the details at all. So. All right. Well, I will read this to you. Settle in, uh, Kyle and listeners, because uh, I imagine this is like a ten-minute read. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, and just so everyone knows, this was one of those posts that it was. It's multiple posts, and it kind mm -hmm. of uh, it, it started really trending on Reddit yesterday and last night, and uh, they all made the front page. And dude, it's crazy. It were really big posts. Maybe because I'm married, it it, it kind of hit me extra deep. Like just a minute, I I. I feel like I emphasize, I have empathy towards just how shaken up a life would be based on this happening. Mm. So, um, uh, his wife is cheating on him. My wife, Jenny, and I have been married for eight years. When we met, we were 22 and we both graduated from university and it's been great so far. We haven't had a huge argument and we've had, we, where we've had to separate for any period of time, but we've also given each other to our password. I'm sorry, I'm reading terribly. We haven't had a huge argument. And we've given each other our passwords on phones and personal emails. Well, Jenny was sleeping this morning and my brother shot her a text. My brother's wife, Carly, and Jenny are planning an out-of-town getaway while my brother and I and some friends are going to watch football on Sunday and hang out all weekend. He was asking Jenny to text Carly on his phone because Carly had dropped her phone in the toilet. My brother and Carly were basically sharing phones for a time until she gets a new phone. I decided to open up the phone and reply as something stupid and funny in order to embarrass Jenny. And when I opened up the iMessage app, I went on to read their previous conversation to see what was happening so I could tell a relevant joke. Second to the top of the list of conversations was a chat with this guy named Zach. Didn't know who Zach was, but the most recent thing he sent her was, and then there's a heart GN you know, in text. I was curious, so I put off replying to my brother and opened up Jenny and Zach's chat. To my horror... There was sexually explicit talk of what he wanted to do to Jenny when she crawled up next to his sack. What a filthy beast. I scroll up and there are multiple nudes from both of them waiting for me to discover. Most oh my. Of them, <laughs> most of them dated sometime between 1 and 4 a.m. I'm usually sleeping then. Smart. Oh. So I knew she was obviously trying to hide it from me. I realize my wife is cheating on me. I take a moment and I realize that this is the end of my marriage. All of our happy times, our foreign trips, our romantic nights must have meant nothing to her. I put the phone down and I went to the bathroom to freshen up while Jenny was still sleeping. I carry on with my day. I make breakfast and I wake her up. And while she's sleeping, her phone went off seven times. Yes, I counted. They were good morning texts from Zach and a confirmation to see if she was still visiting him this weekend. She went to the bathroom and I heard her phone vibra vibrate loudly since it was placed on the bathroom countertop. 
I heard the sounds of typing and the send button. This happened three times while she was in there. As she was coming out, I quickly went downstairs to pretend like I did nothing, like nothing was happening out of the ordinary. We eat. She goes to take a shower, and I try to open up her phone. Jenny had changed her password. I must have been acting a little weird or distant, and she thought it was time to secure her phone since we'd been so comfortable around each other for the past few years. I tried to open up her Facebook and her email, but the passwords for those were changed as well. Jenny had gone out with some friends tonight, and she thinks she lost her phone. Nope, I stole it. Before she left so I could try to break into it. I went through a massive hassle to unlock her phone, but finally did it. She's cheating on me. They talk about sex positions they want to try, how far Zach can shove his cock down her throat, and one short conversation about meeting up this weekend. My bitch sister-in-law Carly must be in on this. I've erased the trace. I'm sorry. I've erased all traces of me breaking into her phone. I don't know what to do now. Jenny is cheating on me, but we've had no other major problems since we've been together. We still have sex four to five times a week, and I make her come a couple times during each session. We still go out on dates and cuddle sometimes when we're home. I don't get it. She's on birth control, so I've told her we should wait a little bit before we have kids. Thank God. We're both fit and still attractive, so I guess it isn't about looks. I have a bigger penis than the other guy, <laughs> if that's what she desires. I don't mean to compare. It's just primal, primal instinct fighting over a mate. What should I tell her? Should I tell her I know? Should we split and file divorce right away? Should I tell my brother? He asks a bunch of questions. But then um, he gets to do these updates. Yeah. Private investigator hired to tailor Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Whoa. <laughs> he went Kojak on her. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I don't want to read like every time. I guess I'll just do some of these. 6 p.m. It took a while, but passwords to everything changed. Back up my personal info, created a throwaway email to send proof to. 6.47. She's home. It really sucks speaking to her normally. I'm done with this. No sex. I found out three, I found three excellent divorce lawyers for myself. Luckily, I made more, I'm sorry. Luckily, I make much more than her so I can afford an excellent lawyer while she can afford a me mediocre one at best. Wait. Side note he get, here. He, he doesn't know how this works. <laughs> He'll be he, paying he, for her lawyer too. Did um, he get three? Three lawyers? He said he found three and... Ah. It does make one it tactic, sound like he hired all three, but I think he's choosing. Is to go and one tactic is to go meet with all of them, especially all of the good ones, mm -hmm. because once they've consulted with you, she cannot uh, go to them. I've heard that. I've heard yeah. that. Um, hired a divorce lawyer. Pricey, but he's known to do excellent work. I'm in good hands. I'm tempted to have sex. My soon-to-be ex-wife is trying extra hard to seduce me for some reason. Either she's super horny or she's trying to get me to have sex with her as some sort of infidelity forgiveness. God damn it. She's on her phone texting again in the bathroom. I can hear the sound of the buttons being pressed over and over. It's probably nudes and sexy talk. Jesus, this hurts. 9.55. Went to bed. I'm sitting here watching TV on my laptop and she's trying to initiate sex. Of course I have to decline. I went to have sex with her, but I'll con I want to have sex with her, but I'll control myself. Despite what she did being unforgivable, she's still beautiful on the outside. 10 o'clock. I'll update some tomorrow tomorrow after getting up. I cannot stress how thankful I am for all the positive support. It means a lot to me, but no matter what it takes, it'll, it'll take many months or even a year to get over this shitty situation. I hate to say it, but she's pretty on the outside, just fucked up on the inside. 11 PM got caught watching TV. Now I'm actually going to bed the next morning. I woke up a little late today and I went to break into her phone since it'll take a while, but I won't do it today. She's still asleep. The private investigator will be following her vehicle starting at 10 a.m. today. Jenny and Carly are heading on their weekend trip today at 10 at noon. 
She'll have some breakfast and Carly will swing by. They'll take Jenny's car and head off. The PI will begin tailing them all day. I'm excited to see what she what he finds. He offered to take me around with him, but I politely declined. I've got some shit to do today anyway. Really great start to the day. Ten hours of sleep. I don't get that often. All right. Here's where it got interesting to me. Um, as I go through the replies, a few people can't tell if I'm bragging, yada, yada. Here it is. Private investigator posted down the street, waiting for her vehicle to pull out with Carly. She woke up 10 minutes ago, and I'm about to cook her breakfast. Carly is showing up a little earlier today, around 10.30, so I'm cooking her breakfast too. I can't believe I'm wasting my shit on these people, but do what you got to do to keep everything under wraps. I have another meeting with the divorce lawyer today at 1. Carly has arrived. They're both eating breakfast while I'm watching TV on my computer. Once they pull out, the private investigator will begin tailgating. They left a little later than they should have. They got caught up chit-chatting and occasionally talking to me. P.I. is tailing them now. He got a camera that zooms in and takes high-quality pics from ridiculously far away. It's an assortment of high-quality dash cams and handheld recorders. The P.I. is sending me live updates so I can view these cameras on my computer, sort of like a live stream. Wow. I'll post a few details here, but the main parts will be posted after the investigation. She's not headed to the place she told me she was going. Jenny is driving. This doesn't look good. Carly got dropped off at Starbucks. Jenny took the car and left the shopping center. I don't know where she's headed. PI, private investigator is tailing Jenny. She's making sporadic turns left and right, ultimately leading to nowhere. She doesn't know he's following because he's very far away. I think she's playing it safe. Jenny circled back to the shopping center. She parked at an abnormal distance from Starbucks and is texting someone. It's probably Carly since they're both on their phones. Carly is texting as seen through the Starbucks window. Jenny is texting in her car at the shopping center. A man walked into Starbucks and sitting next to Carly. Jenny is parked closer to the Starbucks, seemingly waiting for Carly to come out. The man could either be a stranger trying to hit on Carly, a random person sitting next to her since the seats are close to full, Zach, or her own affair partner. So Carly is the sister-in-law, yeah. and there's a guy talking to her now. The man left Starbucks and is headed out on his way. Carly and Jenny have regrouped in the car. They've been talking for the past few minutes with no movement. Carly seems to be on edge. She keeps looking out the window. They know something we don't. This is intense. Still in the car. Like 15 minutes later. Still in the car. P.I. is hundreds of yards away, zoomed in on his equipment. He's not <laughs> even in the same shopping center as them. He has slightly tinted windows, so it would be far hard for them to even see him. 102. They pulled out of the shopping center. Private investigator is tailing. Don't know where they're headed. Still driving. It's 15 minutes later. They're in a bit of traffic, so they haven't gone too far. 123. Carly's still dropped off at a hotel. The hotel is a decent one. Not like a rusty motel or a crazy Vegas quality either. It's the common ones you see around, like Hilton, Hampton Inn. Jenny is in the parking lot. 126. Jenny left the car, followed by Harley, into the hotel. They're either going for food or meeting up with partners. 127. P.I. thinks, judging by the way they're moving, they won't be in there for long. The hotel has an IHOP, Subway, Pizza Hut, and a few other restaurants. 130. The P.I. is heading into the hotel to see what's up. I have to... He has to go to the bathroom. I'll skip the details. Um, 2 p.m. They're eating at a hotel restaurant. They're chatting and acting normally like nothing is up. The private investigator is sitting far away out of sight. They don't know he's tailing and they aren't acting nervous at all. The man walked up by their table, said a few things, and walked away. He was probably a service worker. He had his shirt tucked in and all that jazz. Judging by the private investigator's footage, they're almost done with their food and cleaning up. I decide they decide to take the rest of their food to go and they pack up their items. 
Um, they hop in, they're headed towards the car. They seem relaxed. We don't know why Jenny started sprinting towards her car. 208. They hit the road. The PI is once again tailing their car. They're headed towards a residential area. Not many businesses or large buildings. Holy shit, these U-turns. It's like they keep trying to shake someone off their tail. They're wow. on their way back to the hotel, it seems. There's no way in hell they know the PI. He's extremely far away. This isn't like the movies where the PI is a few cars down. The private investigator is at least 100 feet away. Puzzling. 2.15. Carly got dropped off at the hotel. Jenny is driven away and is now en route to a residential area again. Carly is seen waving at Jenny as she drove away. Carly had a hotel key card as she entered the lobby, so she probably has a place to stay. Jenny handed Carly the hotel key card. I'm sorry. Jenny handed Carly the hotel key card and Carly left the car. They must have already gotten a room or got one before the PI could tail them in since he had to wait a small period of time to not look suspicious. 222. Jenny met up at the flat house as a residential area and kissed a guy before she entered. It's Zach. Cheating confirmed. Oh. Zach seems to be clueless about this. I'm sorry. Carly seems to be clueless about the situation. P.I. snapped a lot of it. This is about enough evidence. The P.I. might call it off for the day now. 224. They're definitely unaware of the Reddit post. Jenny is as careless as she entered the house. Didn't try to wow. hurry or anything. What a joke. I don't know why I had my hopes up that nothing was going on. I'm sad now. 227. I'm really sorry about the abrupt update above. She dropped Carly off at the hotel, rushed back to the residential area, and entered the house. She showed Carly and kissed Zach. She didn't try to cover her tracks, no zigzags, nothing. I expected a big buildup of some sorts, not a quick confirmation like this. 231. Fuck. Carly texted my brother about Jenny. So my brother knows. Carly knows I know. They didn't know I knew, so my brother just told me, he texted him. I need both of them to shut up about this, and I need to act surprised when one of them calls me. In the last 15 minutes, everything has come crashing through the roof. If Jenny finds out I know, this whole evidence collecting thing is ruined. I need a way to tell them to shut up without giving away what I'm doing. Um, oh, and he sums it up again. Carly thought they were going on a girl's weekend. I don't know what was going on in their head. Starbucks... I'm sorry. I don't know what was going on in the Starbucks. Maybe Carly wanted to drink something. I don't know who talked to Carly. They made some weird turns and most likely out of the suspicion that I was following. They grabbed a bite at the hotel. Jenny sprinted to the car because she was excited or they were messing around. Jenny showed Carly where they left for safety in case Jenny never replied again. Then she dropped off Carly at the hotel they're sharing. Jenny went back to the flat and met up with Zach. They're inside. The private investigator doesn't know what to do next. Stack it, stake out or go to the hotel or call it off for the day. This is what I think happened. The case is ruined if Jenny finds out, and I'll ruin my opportunity to get more evidence. I'll be stuck with the video of her entering and the quick entering kiss. I want more. I had the PI guy scheduled until Monday, so I might as well use it up. My head is spinning. This is too much information for 30 minutes. I can't deal. Carly texted my brother Jenny is cheating. My brother texted me. I cannot have them tell Jenny I know because it'll ruin my opportunity to collect evidence to truly cement my case. I'm not sure if a quick kiss or entering a house will suffice the, the infidelity clause. Mm. He has a prenup with an infidelity yeah. clause. She might be able to play it off as a friendly greeting. The PI is scheduled till Monday, so I've got more time to collect evidence if my bro and Carly can keep their mouth shut. Well, I'm eating lunch. I'll be reading replies, yada yada. The pleasure of our love lasted a few years. The pain that comes from this will last a lifetime. Mm. Um, 
I cooled off while eating lunch, not as hyped up as I was before. The PI texted me that there's movement in the house. He's just sitting there staking it out. Carly is not to be trusted. She doesn't need to know about the evidence. I told my brother to not talk to the issue or tell Carly not to speak about it, as I wanted some time to think about my options. Hmm, that was clever. Yeah. I feel much better now. I don't know why they went to Starbucks or who that guy is who talked to Carly at Starbucks, but it's definitely not Zach. Um... I can't speak to my lawyer about how much proof I need because he closed up. My doorbell was rung. It was someone asking if I'm ready to upgrade my cable service. <laughs> uh, all right. He got all nervous that the cable service was something. Yeah. This is in on the, like on an the... assassin was coming for him or something. Yeah. I'm not going to get too paranoid. That happens around here. Door-to-door advertising. Uh, guys, calm down about the cable guy. He had a name tag, a car, a ladder, everything. So... <laughs> Zach and Jenny are relaxing on the front porch, just talking and holding hands. My PI is super far away. I can't see him, but he can see them. Zach and Jenny left Zach's house. The PI is tailing them. Sigh. More suspense for us. Zach and Jenny are headed into the Starbucks shopping center. Don't know why. I'm guessing they already ate. Zach and Jenny are sitting in the carked par in the shopping center, just like Carly and Jenny were doing either. They're just talking. Doing earlier. They were just talking. Remember that guy who met up with Carly at Starbucks? He just got into the car that Zach and Jenny are in. They're all sitting together discussing something. Things are heating up again. I'll post proof later. It's escalating quickly, just like earlier. They've pulled out wow. of the shopping center. Private investigator is tailing. So, the first Starbucks guy is now in the car, and the four of them are going somewhere. Oh, my. They've arrived at the hotel. Zach, Jenny, and Stranger are headed into the hotel. Carly is inside the hotel somewhere. The stranger is probably the person Carly is having an affair with, I'm guessing. So now both women are cheating. If the stranger was a hitman, <laughs> I think he'd be a little taller or more muscular. He looks like an average guy, even kind of short. I don't know how the PI can go about following without looking suspicious. 411. My PI followed them into the lobby. Jenny picked up a room key and all three of them headed into the elevator. We're essentially blind right now. We don't know what's going on in the hotel rooms. The PI wants to know if, she, if he should stake out the hotel or if we should call it a day. I think Carly was trying to portray Jenny as the only person who was cheating. That's why she texted my bro. Now I think if Jenny rats out Carly, Carly will deny it and say Jenny is just saying that because she was caught cheating. Once again, my head is spinning. Bitches. I know. Did you get that strategy? Though, like, the girl number two said girl number one was cheating, so that if girl number one rats out two, she can be like, ah, oh, that's just a revenge rat. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, can't trust anything. She, she's a cheater. You can't trust anything she says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, essentially, all four of them are inside the hotel doing something, most likely having sex. I thought of the thought of my wife having sex with another man makes me want to puke, but I'm coping. There's no way for the PI to get upstairs into the hotel and find out what's going on in there. He'll stake it out for a few more hours before heading home. Jenny just texted me that Carly is cheating. Whoa. I actually don't know where to go from here. So now <laughs> Carly's cheated her texted her husband saying Jenny's a cheater. Jenny's texted her husband saying worst. Carly's a cheater. <laughs> wow. Women are the worst. Not only are they <laughs> cheating on their husbands, they've turned traitorous to their to, to themselves. Like like they they're they're trade they're turning on each other there. They're ratting each other out. And that's these 
low, low down dirty bitches. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's keep going. I'm still thinking about what I should say to her, although almost all, although I'll most likely ignore it. I don't want to say something I'll regret and mess this whole thing up. 5 p.m. Not much going on now. They're still in the hotel. My PI is staking it out for another hour. The updates will get slower, etc. Um, scanning ahead. Thank you for the wonderful PMs. It seems like Jenny convinced Carly to go with her to Zach's house to show her the location just in case something happened to Jenny. Carly mm. would be her guard, so to speak. Then Jenny brought Zach and the other guy to the hotel, and Carly got cold feet and didn't want to cheat on her husband. So Jenny is stabbing her on the back. Jenny is saying Carly cheated because, because Carly didn't join her in the cheating. So they didn't have like each other's backs. I, I guess there was sort of a, if we yeah. both cheat, we won't write each other out thing happening there. But instead, Probably they're uh, bitches. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure, but I'll, I'll find out what happened. Um, it's the only reason I can think of as to why they'd turn on each other. I'm posting screenshots from the text, yada, yada. Um, starts talking about proof. He's replying to comments. Um, I got texts from Jenny and Carly. Jenny asked me, what are you doing? And call me when you can. Carly said, I'm sorry about Jenny. I'm here if you want to talk about it. Fuck me for falling asleep like an idiot. I don't know what to reply. If anyone on here is late and has some advice, that'd be great. Jenny texted me again. She was getting spooked, and I didn't want to have handle her driving home, probably hammered, worried that I found out. I told her I was at the gym working out, met some friends there, and decided to hang out for a bit. It ended with, what's up, babe? She hasn't replied yet. I've ignored Carly's texts. I checked in the notification bar, and so it doesn't have the read sign. Smart, eh? Um, there's no way that I could continue to ignore Jenny. She started texting me repeatedly at 10 o'clock, probably worried. Oh, here's... I called my brother and told him about what they texted me, parts of the investigation, etc. He'll be here tomorrow morning. I feel better now that he knows what's up and isn't in the dark. Jenny replied to me, Oh, cool, hon. I'm going to head off to bed. Good night. I replied, Cool. I already miss you. Good night. This playing at cool stuff is tough. I know it isn't uncommon for people's parents to be dead by the time you're 30, but I wish my mom was here to comfort me. She was the best at that. If your parents are still alive and you're on good terms with them, don't treat them like shit. And definitely don't take them for granted. They won't be there forever. I didn't treat my mom poorly. I just wish she were here with me. Trying to hold back tears as I reread everything I'm typing. Again, thank you all for the amazing PMs. I'm getting offline. Just in case something goes on, I've armed all the alarms in my house. If we have any windows or doors that break, I'll have a loud beeping alert. Uh, he's got his gun with him. Uh, just woke up an hour ago. It's the next morning at 9.30. Slept a bit longer than expected, freshened up, etc. I have expected this all to be a bad dream and Jenny to be sleeping right next to me when I woke up. Sadly, this isn't the case. This is the worst I've felt since my parents and sister's death. My brother's coming over very soon. He texted me, Morning, dude. What time should I come over? I said half an hour. PI updated me at 4.21 a.m. telling me Jenny and Carly arrived at the ground floor and were sitting in the hotel lobby talking to each other. They were not up in their rooms. Carly was holding her head as if she was hung over. They returned back to the rooms at 5 a.m. Need to fast forward through the night footage. Okay. Oh, some people are calling me fake. Bullshit, bullshit. I don't care. Um, my brother should be here in a few minutes. He's picking up breakfast for us. Oh, yeah. Jenny is due to come home sometime this afternoon. Mixed feelings about that. Well, I've learned my brother's not very good in a crisis. <laughs> 
When he arrived, we ate, and I told him about the whole cheating situation, and how I have video. I showed him a screenshot of Jenny kissing Zach and Carly talking to a stranger at Starbucks. I showed him them hungover at the hotel, the texts, and he started to freak out. I was afraid he was going to burn my house down. He took a good 10 minutes to get him under control, but he was surprisingly and amazingly calm afterwards. It was like he had a short breakdown and then went back to his normal state. We talked over the options and decided that we would act like we didn't know about our spouse's cheating, like we were clueless. So I'll act like my brother and Carly never said anything about Jenny, and my brother will act like I haven't told him about Carly. It may or may not work, but we're doing this to keep our spouses under control. The last thing we want is our spouses to come home and have a simultaneously freak-out damage control. During the meeting, the PI texted me that they had gone down for food, and all four of them were sitting at a table outside a restaurant. Ah, now they're double dating. Yeah. Jenny clearly had on male sunglasses, and one of the guys brought it with them for their hangover, probably lent it to her. Either way, it was clear they were all in pain from their hangovers, except for the stranger. He seemed completely normal. They had their meal, and they went back up to the hotel room. I'm not sure why they didn't use room service. Maybe because it's so expensive. As of now, they're back up in their hotel rooms, and I expect them to leave the hotel in an hour or two. Not much to do there all day, except hang out and have sex. Jenny texted my brother, hey, last night at 1 a.m., at 1.19 a.m., that's it. He didn't reply to her. Carly has not texted him yet. My brother is still here, calm and collected, watching TV as I use my computer. Um, let's see. Nothing's happened. Just afternoon, they left the hotel. Carly, Jenny, and Stranger, let's call him X, and Zach are in Jenny's car. The PI will tail them. Looking for this to get good again. They're headed back. He talks about his proof. He has nudes, sexually suggestive texts, sexual texts, and video and picture proof of them kissing and hanging out together. So it feels good now that I have more than enough proof for his infidelity clause in the prenup. I'm devastated about what I've discovered. Hats off to the PI. Now me and my bro are watching where Carly and Jenny are going. So he and his brother are there getting live updates from the private investigator and his, like, super telephoto cameras. It's kind of yeah. neat. Um... So I'm scanning ahead to keep this moving. They're at a Starbucks. They're sipping coffee and talking, more drinking and talking. Um, in his situation, it's, that it's clear that my spouse is cheating. My brother is helping me set up a few surveillance cameras with audio recording in the house. I'll cement my case possibility as she tries to say I did something to her, hit her, etc. that I didn't actually do. He seems mm -hmm. to have cheered up a bit since we don't have proof that Carly cheated at all. I mean, maybe Jenny had a threesome and Carly was just a witness. I'm not saying that's what happened, but it's always a possibility. We'll just have to listen to what they tell us when they get home. Speaking of when they return, what should I do? Play dumb, etc. And let's go to update two. <laughs> this is outrageous. <laughs> All right. They're on their way to the hotel again. I don't know what they're up to now. Possibly retrieving their things before coming home. 247. They've arrived at the hotel. Instead of normally walking in, and clearly they're in a hurry, jog speed, walked inside. They just wanted to walk faster or they know something's up. Jenny is talking on her cell phone, standing outside the door, and Carly is waiting for her inside the lobby. Jenny isn't calling me or my brother, so I don't know what she's talking to. I don't know who she's talking to. 252. Jenny's still talking on the phone. Carly's joined her outside and they are taking turns talking. My brother is racing to get cameras set up. This will be close. 254. Wow. Friends called and asked if I'm going to join them to watch football. Not sure if I should decline. Three, they got their bags and it looks like they've checked out of the hotel. They're in their car and they're ready to pull out. PI is ready to tail them if they drive off. 302, 
Bank came through as requested the yesterday afternoon. Joint bank account is frozen. I'll be notified of any withdrawals from my personal account in the next two weeks. 307. I guess they love talking in coffee shops and cars because they're still in the car talking. <laughs> I don't know who they're talking to, but I'm watching the football game. 320. We only have two recorders in the house. We need to run out and get one or two more. If Jenny and Carly drive home, we won't have time. 323. It's too risky to go out for more recorders. 544. Shit is going down. I can't <laughs> type for more than a minute right now. No one's gotten hurt or anything. Just a lot of shit. I'll update when I get the chance. This isn't a pleasant place to be. I'm trying to get through all this. Tears were shed. Anger. Grief. Yelling. My goodness. Nothing physical at all. 327. They left the grocery gym. Wait. So these are out of order to some extent. Um, oh. And then that's a repeat. Jenny is using the bathroom. I'll quickly say the next update I post at my friend's house will be lengthy. It's not very good. And it went more or less as expected. The lies that have been told in the last two hours. The lies. I'll get out of here if I have to. It's just not pleasant. A huge part of my life is falling apart around me. I'll find a way to cope. I'm not a bitch. I'll get through this. So can my brother. I'll update as soon as I can. Here's the last part. All right. So Jenny and Carly got back from the hotel. I had my devices cleared and everything looked normal. My brother and I were sitting on the couch watching TV. Jenny opened the front door and Jenny and Carly walked in. It started with normal, hey, huns, I missed yous. Bitches. And they took off their shoes near the door. Carly went over to sit next to her husband. Jenny walked over to me and hugged me for a good minute or two. I won't lie. It felt good forgetting about everything and just wrapping up in each other's arms. She didn't smell different, so it was easy to forget about the whole affair situation. She pulled out the hug and kissed me like she did Zach for a few seconds. I pulled away and said, what's up? And she looked away and she could tell, I could tell she was beginning to cry and started sobbing. She got all teary-eyed. I almost felt bad for her. And she said, I'm sorry, honey. I'm so sorry. I played dumb and said, what happened? She asked me, Carly didn't tell you? I said, no. And she got back to me that she had a makeout session with some guy, Zach, and that she didn't want and that if she didn't, he would let out a dirty secret of hers. I asked her what the secret was, and she wouldn't tell me. I told her, is that all you did? A few kisses isn't that bad. If he was blackmailing you, it's okay. I asked her, what about the weekend getaway? You didn't go on a trip or anything? She said no. She'd only gone to a hotel where the guy wanted to meet up for some kisses. <laughs> Were they 14? <laughs> Carly clearly looked uncomfortable during this. She kept looking over at us as if she wanted to say something. I turned to look at Carly. This is when the truth started to come out. I already knew Jenny had sex. I was playing dumb. And Jenny said, we did a few other things, but that's all. I asked her to tell me what she did. Jenny said she played with Zach's penis and touched it a little. Again, they're 14. Um, give me a break. I got more aggressive and frustrated with her lying and asked her, are you sure that's all you did? Then Jenny told me that she had to have sex with him just to please him and grew tired of her giving me tiny bits of information, so I asked Carly what happened. Carly told me Jenny and her were going to lodge in the mountains for a weekend. Jenny told Carly that I didn't want to miss the football game, so I was going to stay home and it would be a fun weekend for them to bond. This is believable. They are best friends. Jenny then took them to Zach's house and she forced Carly to keep her mouth shut or she would tell my brother that Carly was cheating. Interesting, by the way, because she didn't keep her mouth shut, and she did nope. say that, yeah. So, 
She showed Carly where she would be in case something happened to her and dropped Carly off at the hotel. Carly said Jenny went back to Zach's place for a while. They did something and came back with a guy she didn't know. Jenny then had more sex with Zach while Carly just spoke to the new guy and Jenny brought over. The new guy that Jenny brought over. They had a few drinks and went to bed. They dropped them off at their houses and now they came back home. False. Bullshit. Carly lied. She never mentioned meeting X at Starbucks or the coffee shop trips at all. My brother Uh was growing more and more frustrated with the lying and so was I. (laughs) I told Jenny and Carly to come with me. I sat them down at the dining room and I asked them to give me the whole truth as their stories didn't add up. That's when Jenny started bombarding me with, why don't you trust me? And we're married. We're supposed to trust each other through thick and thin. Wrong verse. Carly started giving dirty looks, and she repeatedly rolled her eyes. It was like I was speaking to toddlers. Jenny was furious, and she walked into the kitchen, got a bottle of water, and slammed the refrigerator door. My brother heard this, came over, and sat down with us. The four of us were sitting at a table. My brother and I knew most of the truth. Jenny and Carly knew the whole truth. We just had to get it from them. Jenny started sobbing hysterically, and Carly followed. They both cried for ten minutes, maybe, without talking. Jenny came over and hugged me and sobbed into my shoulder. I was going to miss holding her for sure. She still felt like the same non-cheating person I knew before. Jenny sat back down and told me the whole truth. Jenny and Carly had made made up the whole trip. They wanted to have sex with other people. She hooking up. They went over to Starbucks so Carly could meet the guy that she had been seeing for a while prior. Jenny grew paranoid that she was being followed by me and started driving around in circles. She then went back to the shopping center to pick up Carly. X had to take something... I'm sorry. X had something to take care of, so he said he would meet Carly later at the hotel. X is a friend of Carly and Jenny's. X and Jenny, I'm sorry, Carly and Jenny drove to the hotel where they were staying to eat some food. Later, they went back to the car so they could drive over to Zach's flat house. Jenny ran over to their car again because she was paranoid I was following her. They drove over to Zach's house after many turns because she's paranoid I was following her says it twice Mm. jenny clearly i'm sorry jenny showed carly where she would be if anything happened jenny then drove carly back to the hotel carly waited there for jenny zach and x to come over jenny went back to zach's house and they made out there they also had sex after a while jenny and zach went to the shopping center to pick up x again with x they went back to the hotel where they were going to have sex as i guessed carly got cold feet and didn't want to do it Jenny and Zach, however, did have sex, multiple times. Carly ratted Jenny out right away so that she wouldn't be involved with anything. They had a bunch of drinks and they got drunk. After Jenny and Zach had sex once more, they went to bed. Carly and X hung out all night, nothing romantic except for hand-holding. They woke up, ate food, dropped everyone off at their houses, kissed Zach, and drove to the coffee shop. There they talked extensively about what they would tell us to cover up what happened. They got too confused and just decided to wing it. They went back to the hotel, got their things, and checked out. They left the part about driving to the gym grocery area, and they said they just drove home. Instead of lying, they broke down and couldn't do it, so now they're admitting what they did. They also didn't say anything about the person they talked to on the phone outside the hotel. So from what they told me, Jenny had sex. Carly did not, but was going to. I don't know what to believe. Jenny again hugged me and sobbed into my chest, ruining my shirt. Charlie cried, but didn't approach her husband. My brother had a look of relief on his face, but also anger. He scolded them about lying for maybe 15 minutes, and again, how badly they had hurt us. And they cried more, and I was furious. I thought that what we had was great. She never showed signs once of wanting to hook up with other people. 
I'd asked her how long this had been going on, and they said they'd been meeting each other, but they did, but she didn't say anything. After a few more moments of crying, she said weeks, but this was the first time they had sex. I was devastated. But I understood that this is what she wanted. Sure, she played with my feelings, but she's not a person con fond of commitment at heart. She wants to sleep around, and that's fine with me. It's just not happening while we're together, so I'm continuing with the divorce process. Fuck her. My brother and Carly walked into our bedroom. There were tons of yelling and crying on both parts, but they came out after 20 minutes and looked like they had made up. So they went home. I was upset, and Jenny kept telling me we could work through this, and she didn't want to lose me, and that this would never happen again. I just left the table and went back to watching TV. She started yelling at me about how I was betraying her and that we're life partners and we can't divorce. She came over and sat on top of me in a cute way, but I rejected. She got all pouty like she normally does when she went upset and went upstairs to use the restroom. Holy mood swings. That's hmm. when I wrote the quick update. I told Jenny that we'd talk about it later tonight and that I was still on my friends, still on with my friends to watch the football game. She pleaded with me one last time and I wasn't budging. She said she had a date planned for us and had to have a sexy surprise waiting for me when I got back. She winked at me and said sorry and walked out the door. I didn't say anything about the investigation I have going on. Here I am at my friend's house, enjoying the game, writing a depressing and devastating story on Reddit. Still on with my lawyer tomorrow morning. Thank you all for the support, etc., etc. And there's, uh, there's a little more. Let's just finish this. I don't want to leave anything out. Hey, so my sexy surprise last night was pretty terrible. I walked into the house pretty pissed off, and Jenny had literally everything I like prepared for me. My favorite meal, my an outfit of hers that I liked. I didn't know what to do. I felt so many like some of our old nights that we loved. It's not written perfectly. I didn't give in sexually, but I was pretty hungry, so I sat down with her and we ate, pretty much in complete silence. She had the nerve to ask, Are you still upset with me? <laughs> <laughs> you should have thrown that food all over the floor and just, just made a mess of the entire smorgasbord and just went, clean it up, and just, and just walked away. I just looked at her, and she knew uh, it. I finished eating and started heading upstairs, and she chased after me, grabbed my uh, hand, and once again cried into me. Although this wasn't a whole bunch of tears like earlier, she was still sad. You know, throughout all of this... I still see flashes of the person I used to love so much. The way she walks, the mannerisms when she brushes her hair back, etc. I realize this is just her way of guilting me. I'm not going to stay with someone who I can't trust, second-guessing everything they tell me. I told her, leave me alone. We'll talk some more tomorrow. I go through my routine where she's waiting for me with one last attempt to have sex. I finally told her, this isn't happening, and you know it. You have Zach on speed dial. Call him if you want a quick fuck. Out of rage... <laughs> or maybe to prove that she doesn't love him, she smashed her phone on the floor, said, right. I told you I don't like him anymore. I want to be with you and only you. Our bedroom floor is carpet, so her phone didn't break, but the SIM card and battery flew out and made it look bad. I told her, pick up your fucking phone and stop bothering me. I'm trying to go to sleep. You should have thought about our relationship when you went sleeping around with other people. More crying, and she fell asleep that way. I fell asleep afterwards, and we didn't have sex. I woke up this morning at 5 a.m. without her. I hit the gym for an hour and went to the divorce lawyer. He told me not to tell her anything about the PI investigation or I'm sorry, or anything else involving the divorce. He thinks that it would be wise if I went over this thoroughly, as after divorce it would be tough to go back. He told me to give him a call when I was ready to move forward. I received a copy of the prenup and we read it over. It's still valid, thank God. He didn't have much time to speak with me since he should have been off 
in the office for MLK. That's a vacation day mm-hmm. holiday. But he has me and another client, and he wanted to go back home. I'm planning on calling him tomorrow as we move forward with the process. There's no way in hell I'm staying with Jenny. After the meeting, I texted my brother and asked him how things were going. He said, about back to normal. Well, good for him. It's weird. I'm happy for him, but I kind of wish I had a partner to go through this with me together. It's tough getting divorced, but I'm not a bitch and I can get through this. Jenny texted me this morning and asked, where are you? A few times. I didn't reply. I'm at home now. It's pretty awkward. She's trying to set up a movie date with us tonight. I kept rejecting. (laughs) To clear a few things up, people are telling me I'm bragging, yada, yada. The only reason sexual details are included because it's a common reason for divorce. A lot of divorces are over sexual dissatisfaction. Thank you all for the support, etc. Too long didn't read. Carly cheated. I'm sorry. She cheated. Carly got cold feet and didn't cheat. I'm getting divorced. My brother may not be. And that's it. That was a long read. I hope it was as... I was on the edge of my seat as I went through that. I really enjoyed that. It was a long read, but I but I really enjoyed it. And um, and that was a great story. He's he, he it was well written. He handled it very well, and uh, and good for him. <sighs> that must be crushing. Yeah, that must be the worst. That's that, that really that, that's really terrible. Oh, the comments are are killing me too. Um, <laughs> Like, am I the only person pissed off? She has the audacity tell you she audacity to tell you she has a date planned out when she got home to expect something sexy, as if you'd actually want to touch her after some random guy ran through her all weekend behind your back. Yeah, Good fucking riddance. I wish you the best, OP. I absolutely cannot stand people like your soon-to-be ex-wife. And something about the phrasing of that, like. Like, you'd want her after some random guy ran through her all weekend? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. picture it. Like, yeah, ran through her. That's, that's like, figuratively, like, what happened? Like, yeah, some other guy was ramming his cock in her all weekend long. Who knows how many times, right? They, to say his count, it seemed like half four or five times, right? Yeah, yeah. half a dozen. It, no, dude. You, you could take that cum dumpster of yours and find someone else who's still interested in it. <sighs> Not me. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. Uh, just the worst part for me is how uh, deceptive she was, and just the lies, and, and the fact that she's a bad liar makes her even more disgusting. It's like you're not even <laughs> smart enough to tell a good fucking lie. <laughs> like, dude, like it, you, that's the best you've got. <laughs> like, I, I get. So he didn't mention any kids. I assume he doesn't have any because he mentioned just about every detail. Yeah, and uh, but like, I, I can see why people take their wives back after they cheat. Like, I get that. I, I, I like, man, you know, it sucks. I can hardly live with this. It's crushing, etc. But the alternative, like splitting up, splitting up the kids and like doing the alternative is a rough one, too. Mm-hmm. Still, though, I would get the divorce because that scar, right? That scar that is on the relationship that never goes away, that distrust that and and like, dude, if that happened to me, I, you know what I would do? I would hold that over her head forever like an asshole. Yeah, like, like dinner <laughs> is a little bit too... The like mashed potatoes are a little bit too salty. Yeah. She, she's like, say, honey, these mashed potatoes are a little too salty. Salty like his cum! Like his cum, you whore! Is that what it's like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, every time she took too long to reply to a text, every time I didn't know exactly where she was, like, forever. The until holidays. The, <laughs> Until the day we died, she would be in debt and not trusted. And it like, 
I would not yeah. be a good husband after a that. Guy, uh, a guy messaged me on Facebook the other day, and I, I think he was in high school, and, and he basically said that um, his girlfriend had, in a way, cheated on him. Uh, he had heard that she had cheated on him, slept with a guy at a party. Her story was that she drank too much, and she just kissed a guy a bunch. And I was like, he's like, what should I do? I don't know, weighing options, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, once a cheater, always a cheater, period. He was like, thanks. That was the end of it. That, that, that's the truth. Can't trust that. Especially not Jenny. And there's <laughs> been so many great Jenny memes now. Like, I'm glad that I, I, I I'm glad that you read all read through all that and I got to be be part of it because now I get them all hundred percent. It's good. Yeah, good. I'm glad this guy was smart enough and he really covered his bases. I think the um the Reddit comments were helping him along a bit because, you know, he, he said things about like her like faking some sort of a physical attack and Stuff like that. Like this guy was ready, almost for anything. She could have poisoned him. <laughs> like he didn't seem to. <laughs> yeah, he was still eating the food. <laughs> he was just like, all right, I guess I'll eat all this food you just prepared for me. Like, like I would not have eaten that food. I don't. Think. Uh, I wish I. Could. I was reading comments earlier, and a lot of guys were going back and forth on the seductress mode. Like, uh, so here's the deal: if I fuss at Jackie, she usually. Like, it, like, if I'm annoyed at Jackie, she'll get annoyed at me. That, that'll that be, like, the reaction, right? It's never what you want, like, the apologetic whatever. It's always like, you know, Jackie, you have this flaw that we need to sort out. Ho, ho, ho. Well, you have this flaw we need to sort out. These other people on Reddit, apparently, when you fuss at these girls, they turn into, like, seductress mode. And, you know, to get all dressed up in their fancy lingerie. That would be my choice. <laughs> that would be my choice. If, if every time I had some complaint, no, I, no, she tried you, to blow me, I could take that. That's a different kind of personality that, that, that spawns that kind of reaction. I promise you, you, you don't want that. Mm. You don't want that. There's, there's, some, there's some key core reasons for, for, for them to default to that, and you don't want any part of that. that, that that's just got crazy written all over it. Mm -mm. That's a, that's no, a good for this guy, though. It sounds like he's going to... Hopefully his prenup is 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 just uh, is really really harsh. She gets nothing. He gets to just basically kick her out of his residence and go about go on about his life. The, the, well, the prenup had an infidelity clause, and I'm mm -hmm. guessing in like that infidelity clause is probably not kind to the cheater. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and he seems to have this thing sewn up pretty nicely, uh, and and you know especially with her admitting it, and mm -hmm. I'm t he could totally get his brother and this, and Carly to testify if need be. Like she's fucked. It seemed like he had recorders around the house. I bet he has her admission tape. Oh, yeah. I bet he does, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, because yeah. he had those recorders going, so she couldn't falsely claim that he beat her or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's great. Uh, so, she uh, pulled a situation like Gone Girl, and she used the recorders to her uh, to her advantage. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to hear about that in a couple days. <laughs> yeah. How he suddenly turned abusive and she had to defend herself. <laughs> oh, man. It's... <laughs> I don't know. Something about that whole story sunk in with me. And, and I always worry that, like, that whenever these cheater stories happen, like, sometimes they hit home with me. And I worry that people are going to assume it's because I have personal experience with that. That's not the case. No, it's not. That's I don't. But, well, I mean, my 10th grade girlfriend a little bit. But whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, it's just because you put so much value on your, you know, your relationship and your, your that life That is the case. That's the deal. Like, I, like... It, it's as, you know, you, that is your life. You're like, you know, I, you, you probably might not even want to go on if, you, if that wasn't your life anymore. That's, it's, it's everything. So 
yeah. what you're talking about there isn't just like, oh yeah, I got a divorce, but I kept moving. It's like, ah oh, shit, that whole thing that I thought I was gonna die being a part of, that's all over. Yeah, everything that was me, you know, yeah. is now over. That would be a t oh, dude, I got a story. All right. So, um, and I'm just I'm processing. Can I say this? Yeah, I can say this. Um, so my the contractor who's I'm getting my house renovated before we move in. Uh, it just it seemed to just scope creep or whatever. At first it was paint, and then it was like, well, you know, while we're doing this, we should take down the popcorn ceilings. That like a couple of rooms still have that, and while we're doing this, like every little crack in every wall should be fixed and repaired and made perfect again. And while we're doing this. One of the sunrooms has this, like, brick floor that's kind of yucky to look at. That's all going to be, like, fixed and hardwood, and the HVAC will be redone. And uh, one of the rooms had two doors, like, right next to each other, which makes it tough to furnish, like, because furniture doesn't go in front of a door, typically. So we're, like, taking out that door. Now there's, like, new exterior siding. And Anyway, so this contractor, uh, we were just, after we agreed on the price and all was said and done, we were kind of talking and, like, got to know each other. And a uh, super interesting guy... But he was telling me, so he's he's been divorced twice. And uh, it's funny, when someone gets divorced, I find it sad. When someone's talking about wife number three, I find it funny. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like are you getting good at it yet? How's that? You know? <laughs> Especially when they're young. Like, like if they're like 40 and they're on wife three, like... Yeah, this guy's a little older really... than that. I think he's threatening 50. Okay. And... Uh, Maybe not 50 yet, but yeah. And um, so his first wife, you almost don't hold it against him because they were like super young. I think they got married at like 18 or 19 and they got divorced a couple years later. And they were just babies who didn't know what the scoop was. All right, fine. Wife number two. So he had a perfect life. Him and his brother worked in this construction company, the one I'm hiring. And uh, they were general contractors, and they worked with all these subs. Um, both of them had million-dollar homes, next-door neighbors, right? He and his brother are tight as, as you know two people can be. Uh, their wives are best friends. They had babies who were one day apart, right? Like so, wow. like the wives went through their pregnancy together, and they had kids who were practically twins in terms of age, and um, everything was awesome. Well, his brother's wife cheated. And, um, and that wrecked it and his wife covered for her. Uh. Well, when his brother f found out that his wife was a cheater, his brother killed himself. Oh yeah. So my guy told his wife to heave ho. You got to wow. get out of here. Yeah. yeah he's <laughs> like, you know, you're pretty much a co-conspirator in my brother's death. Mm -hmm. you're gone you're out of my life and um and uh then i i met this guy through my agent and like he was just not in a good place himself and his, notable his parents had recently died like around this time so he, now he's got like nobody you know he just he went from what seemed like near perfection to ruins in you know the, the course of a couple of months and uh uh, my my agent, who I think is a great guy, had him live with him, much like I did for PKA Dan. And he spent a couple months living with my agent. The first couple nights, my real estate agent slept on the floor next to him just to make sure he didn't do anything crazy. 
Wow. And it was like, huh, that's a pretty good guy. And um, I don't know. I guess today's cheater day. That was intense. <laughs> I um, I enjoyed listening to you read the thing, and that kind of brings me. I, I went and got um, Game of Thrones, the audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Ooh. I don't know how long it is. You, really you long. Know, really long is the is the correct answer. Yeah. Um. There it it's con it's CDs because I want to listen to it in the car and mm-hmm. uh, and I don't have an i iPod. I don't I, I don't do that. Um. Okay. So. I think it's four discs times four, so it's at least sixteen discs. So I'm guessing like somewhere in the nature of. I don't know how many twenty twenty five hours. It's it's very long, it, but. I, it may be more, maybe thirty fucking hours. I think hours. it's a lot more. So, so what did you buy specifically? Because Game of Thrones is a bunch of books. I got the first book. Okay, what's it called? A Song of Ice and Fire. I've already started listening to it, so it's definitely the first book. It starts off with that, you know, those Rangers facing off with the uh, the White Walker in the in the forest. I'm not doubting you. I'm only looking up how long it is. Ah, I see. I'm really enjoying it. Like, I I look I got it off Amazon and I was hoping that it would say who was reading but uh-huh. it didn't and, and and I went into it blind but it's this old he sounds like an older English gentleman and he does voices for this is my first book on tape so maybe I guess oh. it's, it's probably common but yeah. he does a little, a little a little voice for everyone it's uh-huh. changing around and it's pretty entertaining so I've listened to about an hour and a half of it and uh, I'm just listening to it every time I drive and it's making me want to go out to the car now. Like really? Yeah. So it is 10 minutes shy of 34 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's just the first book. See, my goal is to get ahead of the shows. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I, I think well, I'm going to do it before you, people, I think. I, I'm not going to betting against you, but I am saying you're going to be older by the time this happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it's 34 hours for the first one, and I think they're on the third or fourth book in the shows. I'm sure someone listening knows. Yeah, and um, I think they're all of similar length. So if you average like thirty-three hours a book, you're a good hundred hours away at least from catching the show. I spend a lot of time in the car. I do a lot of driving. Where are you, uh, where are you going? And, back and forth at the airport a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just little trips. You know, anytime I want to do something at the range, you know, that's all the way to my dad's house. So that's like you know, it's fifteen minutes back and forth. But then I have to go to Hartwell sometimes, and that's like fucking forty minutes back and forth whenever I want to get something. Uh, like, like when I was doing all that carry permit stuff, like I drive a lot. Like every I day, do this it seems too. like I drive a lot. So my new house is like 30, 40 minutes away oh, yeah. each way. So that's an hour. Um, Hope is about 20 minutes when I take her to school each way. So that's like, you know, 45 minutes total when you do the carpool line and stuff. So I would knock out a book a month, I bet. I think you should check it out. It's really good. I it's um, And having seen the show... Mm-hmm. I've got a little bit, you you know, it's not a blank canvas that that this uh, this guy is painting on. It's already got, you know, the skeleton there. I think there. that might help because I've I've listened to other audiobooks and sometimes what will happen is I'll realize I haven't paid attention for ten minutes, and I have to like go back and such. Whereas yeah. with this, I think if the if I lost it for ten minutes, I'd be okay. I still I didn't have lose the skeleton. This at all. That was my fear that I was going to zone out, but mm-hmm. I I was focused and engaged the whole time. I was just, I was. I, you know, it was, and it helped a, a lot with um, lineages. 
because sometimes that's really hard to pick up in the TV show. They, they mention it once, maybe twice, and, and then you've got to really like read between the lines. But you know, they'd be like, yeah, this guy's grandfather, blah, blah, blah. And you know, it'll, it'll go in length to explain things. And I like it. This is a cool thing. So, so you can buy this on Amazon. Hmm. And it looks like you can get it for audio and ebook. And then you can switch back and forth. So you can read the book on like a Kindle and then go to your car and have it read to you. And then it will sync up and your Kindle will be turned to the page where you left off and hmm. vice versa. That is awesome tech. That's cool. Yeah, they call it Whisper Sync. And you can just go back and forth from reading and listening. I think I really prefer the audio book. I think I like it better than reading. I. This guy reads better than I can, I promise. Mm -hmm. There was at least one word that I'd never heard before, and this guy pronounced it with, a, with his beautiful accent. And he's giving the characters, you know, accents and stuff, and, you know, the old characters sound old, and the young characters sound very afraid, and it, it's good. I like it a lot. I used to daydream about being an audiobook reader. And, oh. you know, while oh. this last reading section perhaps didn't prove I could be a compelling reader, I think, like, uh, you know what? If I read it through and I know it better than that thing, I could do a good reading. But can you imagine me being a Game of Thrones audiobook reader? Just screwing <laughs> the up name after name after name. Oh, that's another thing. Maybe it was just his pronunciation, but I think uh, that Sansa's name is pronounced Sansha in the book. Oh. I'm pretty sure that he called her Sansha. And he goes into length explaining, uh, you know, the religion. Mm -hmm. uh, that happens, like, in the first hour of the book. Um, it, it's the, the whole thing. I really like it. They explain the whole um, Daenerys' background much better. So hmm. I, I'm really digging the audio book. I'm, I'm, I may go, I got to go make it, like, a 40-minute drive as soon as we get done here. Uh, I'm having a potato extravaganza, french fry extravaganza tonight. So Really? Yeah, I got to I got to go get a new uh, deep fryer and some potatoes. Did what happened to the previous deep fryer? Oh man, I had a had a little accident last night. Um, Please tell me it involved fire. No, thank God, because my <laughs> fire extinguisher wasn't working. Um, so I I like frying things. I love mm -hmm. fried food because I'm I'm from the south, I suppose, and I, I I love all things that are fattening and bad for you. But French fries are my favorite. And I like to come up with like really cool gourmet ways to make them like crunchy on the outside and delicious on the inside, and all these like uh, seasoning salts and dips and horseradish mustard combos and mm -hmm. stuff. And anyway, um, when I added the potatoes, for some reason there was some kind of reaction to the hot oil, and it just started boiling over onto the countertop at a rate that I could not control. And I got the fire extinguisher out because I was ready for it to flash over because I've seen it happen before. And, and uh, I tested a little, and it just went... It just went <laughs> <laughs> like a little white powder, like, shot out the end, like like what you would ma imagine, like, if a mummy came or something. Like, it was just a little oh, white God, powder. That's a great description. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, ah! So I got a ladle and started ladling the, like, 350-degree oil out of this thing and into the sink as fast as I could and, you know, got it unplugged. And the whole place is covered with molten oil. and it, it, I, So I threw, I'm throwing that away. But I'm getting a big one, like like, like a restaurant, not a restaurant size one, but like a, a big stainless steel one that you, has a lid and the big basket. So I'm going to have a French fry extravaganza tonight. Dude, so... I was talking to, again, it was actually my builder and a subcontractor carpenter, and they're fixing somebody's kitchen because they had a grease fire. And the grease uh, fire itself is bad. Like, it might have been involved with deep fryer, but I picture it being like a frying pan with grease. But um, 
that's just the start of it. Like the the fire was damaged, but then the fire department came in, and when they put it out, they like put water all over the place, and and you know they. In my opinion, go a little overkill. It's they like, well, do well, go. Well, yeah, you know what? Water damage nearly as bad as fire damage. Can you settle, you know, down a little bit? Like, they don't do that. So, like, firemen are like, they're like the Marine Corps. You can't be like, hey guys, why don't you slow that rate of fire down? You're punching through the building and into those that forest over there. There are animals out there. They're like, <laughs> you want them dead or you want them alive? That's what we do here: dead or alive. Like, there's no in between. <laughs> Like I've had, I remember my dad had a big, uh, like one of those poultry houses that burnt down with oh boy. twenty thousand with twenty thousand four pound chickens inside of it, and the nature of it is that it's a metal roof held up with uh, with studs along the side, and when all those studs burn away, the metal roof just comes down, and it baked these chickens, and, and uh, there was Delicious. a lot. And I remember my dad telling the fire department, being like, "Hey, could you just let it burn? You know, let it really burn away, so we don't have as much to clean up." He's like, "He's like, you want to put out or not? We can leave." He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, let's put it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get it put out. Like, like, they're, they're a dick about that. And and my apartment, I, I, I'll uh, I'll tell the story and fast forward. But it, I feel I must mention that it was my birthday. Um, hmm. I was ironing my clothes for my birthday dinner with my uh, friend zoned girl who lived across the way, and uh, I I had hung my ironed my nicely crisped ironed uh, dress shirt up on the sprinkler system because I couldn't see anywhere else to hang it. Finished my pants. All my laundry was at my feet. And when I went to pull the, uh, I the, know this the, story. Hanger, the hanger back out, it was stuck. So I kind of gave it a little twist. And if you've ever looked closely at a sprinkler, it's got this little red like Christmas stick. Light. Like a little red stick in there. And, and that snapped. And what that is, is it's a vial full of mercury or, or something. And when heat when it gets hot enough, it breaks, and what it's doing, it's wedged between a plate and a, a, pre, a um, like a, a, a spring-loaded piston. And uh, when, when that thing snaps, the piston comes down, water comes behind it at super high pressure, and that water has been in those metal pipes in the roof since the building's construction. <laughs> so it's rusty as fuck. So I got blasted by just, I don't know, 50 Yucky. PSI, torrential <laughs> water, and then when the fire, it was awful. It was the, the, the whole place was ruined. So yeah, water damage just ruins a place. So that was the worst day. <laughs> that just <laughs> sounded like a terrible. So they were telling me about the water damage and the grease fire and all that terrible stuff. And then I circled back to, we once had a grease fire in my kitchen, right? But right by my kitchen is the garage where we keep the fire extinguisher. So I saw the flame, like, get up, and it was tall. It was like... I don't know what stove height is, like 30 inches or something. This yeah. was head high. You know, this is like another three feet tall fire. So um, I casually just go to the garage, pull the pin, use the fire extinguisher. Fire's gone, no damage whatsoever. And Jackie was there and my coworker, her name was Alok, was there. And they start making fun of me. Oh, you just wanted to use the fire extinguisher. Oh, yeah. You just wanted to play fire. Really? I saved all of you. A little gratitude. <laughs> if you had not been there, they would have died. Yeah. Like, the house would be burned down. Like yeah. I, I put out a fire in the kitchen. Dude, if you throw water on that, it's game over. Like, yeah. Like, like, now, it, like, if they had put a lid on it, then a good chunk of the fire would have extinguished. 
not all, but a lot of it. That might have been a better way to handle it. I don't know. But I'll what's more likely what, is that she gotten close with the lid and like tossed it. That thing that that I've seen ladies <laughs> do before, eh! and then it like knocks all the flaming grease all over the counter, and I, the whole countertop's ignited. Yeah, and they're all like, you know, now look at all this dust we have to clean up because fire extinguishers shoot like the they can't. <laughs> it beats the fire. Yeah, it, it was a good call. Should, I have no regrets. Have reignited it and left. <laughs> Let's do that thing where you flip a match and let it go. Yeah. Uh, we had fire. So um, we went to the house today. I had I didn't expect to have to go, but um, the painters called me. And they're like, hey, we're at the door. We're ready to start. <laughs> they're supposed to come tomorrow morning. So I ran over there and let them in and let them do their thing. And uh, then Jackie and Hope came to join Colin and I. Anyway, we started burning. We hadn't had a fire in a few weeks. And we had been burning our trash pretty much because we didn't have trash service because we don't live there and didn't want to pay for trash service when we don't live there. And, uh, dude, we had so much to burn. Boxes and boxes and stuff. We burnt enough, like, the volume of it. And, of course, it's all, like, boxes and stuff, so it's not, like, dense. was about the size of a Volkswagen bug. We <laughs> built a... Like, we burned boxes and some stuff you're not supposed to burn like styrofoam man oh, that's a that. smoky yeah. fire oh, we burn all that shit everything gets the only thing that doesn't get burnt is tires and they get burnt sometimes too the only thing burn. that doesn't get burnt is things that don't burn like uh I burn oh it all fire. burns dude so i make some pretty hot fires like i really do i mean like it, it as hot as fires get and uh, I find aluminum foil doesn't burn that well. Like the thing you'd wrap in a... Like, you know, you can even do that. People cook like that. They put a hot dog in it and, like, put it in yeah. the fire then retrieve it. So that stuff just doesn't seem to melt for me. But, uh, you know, if if it has any shot of burning, it goes down. Yeah, I don't think you're going to... You're going to have a hard time burning aluminum. Uh, aluminum you can... Else? Like, I can burn aluminum cans and stuff. But I don't know what tin foil is made out of. Maybe tin? I don't know. But uh, that stuff doesn't burn very easily. Hmm. But yeah, like I put soda cans in there. You'll never find them again. We watch them. You can see them <laughs> melt and crumble over. And I don't know what happens to them, but they turn into something I can't find. Nice. I, 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 was, I melt uh, glass. That's a fun thing. Have you melted glass in your fires? I, I've never... I don't know if I have or not. I've never made it a goal of mine. I've melted glass with a torch. That's fun. Yeah. But I've, no, I've never, like... Uh, in the huh. fire... Like, see, the thing about melting glass in a fire is it's still there tomorrow. But, like, you put it in and you can see it get all, like, cherry red. And if you poke it with a stick, it doesn't break. It dents. And you mm. can, like, you know, play with it like a um, glass blower might. But yeah, those, that's really cool. That's a cool skill. The next those morning glass. as you clean up, you just have flat glass bottles to deal with. <laughs> like they didn't go away, like other stuff does. You know what's cool? Have you ever seen um, when uh, lightning hits the sand? The, uh... Yes, I've, uh, not in person, but I've I've seen it in movies and maybe even in stores, but not like on the beach. Yeah, that's cool. That's it, it creates a um, you know it melts the sand and turns it to glass. I don't remember what it's called, but uh... yeah, there was a chick flick where a guy that was what he did for a living, like he set yeah, up lightning yeah, rods yeah. or something. Yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what Matthew McConaughey, that's his niche market. He fucking <laughs> hangs out all day on the beach with metal rods out there until the fucking lightning hits one out of a million times so he can make $85. Like, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was stupid. Like He had all these like poles out there. It's like, that's not how lightning works. Like You should get a tower and run some lead wires down. That's Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Those lead wires, I wonder, they, they'd have to have a lot of capacity. 
Well, have... they, they already they already exist there. You know, like lots of lots of things have lightning rods. That you know, just they just run it straight down to the ground and ground it out. Lots I'm sure you're right. Yeah, rods. I don't know how that works specifically. You know, like I, I know electricity will burn up a wire if it can't handle the power or like the size of it. But I guess I, you're right because I think the way lightning works, I'm, I'm, is that like once it's it's just kind of redirecting it and it kind of keep does its own thing anyway. I don't hmm. know though because like I see that it's just it's a tiny wire that I've seen used like yeah, copper I, wire. You're right, and and lightning rods are like copper the size of your pinky, but often there's a normal rod, wire leading to it. Like it's mm -hmm. not, it's nothing. I'm sure super it destroys thick. the wire. Yeah, maybe that's the case. Maybe when it grounds out. Clever. Anyway. Fucking Matthew McConaughey movie. He's a good actor, but but for the longest time he didn't sh he didn't let anybody know. He's a good He's actor, stupid. but I feel I haven't seen his range too much. He just plays that like quiet, slow-spoken guy in every in every film. Unless he's I'm a missing. Movie called it. Killer Joe, where he's a he's a hitman. He's really fucking scary in that. He did a movie called Mud, where he's kind of a uh, an outlaw on the run, hiding on this uh, like island in a, at a lake, and he's he's got this relationship with these two boys. Not a creepy one. Um, He's he's good, and, and I know you didn't like um, True Detective, but I love that shit. They're gonna they're gonna do that like they do American Horror Story. Yeah, actually, not like not exactly, but they're they're gonna the next season will have an, a whole new cast, whereas American Horror Story seems to keep the same cast for multiple seasons, but different different plots. But but I'm interested to see the next season. Maybe it'll be better, and you won't have to deal with those those accents. <laughs> I I also just felt like they move kind of slow. It's, ten, it's only 10 episodes. I, I felt like it should have been an hour long. Oh, God. You had to weave the story. And it was good. It was a good story. Lots of nudity and violence. Yeah, that normally does make a show for me. But um, is the new... What was that? The Wire. The Wire. Did that remake come out yet? The Wire. Okay. Thinking... Are you familiar with The Wire? It was an HBO special. I've. Oh, yeah. I've seen The Wire. I've seen all of it. Okay, um, uh, you, maybe you don't know. They're remaking it, like they're remastering it, and they're sixteen by nine in HD, oh. and yeah. So they're gonna take that. They, did you ever see the behind the scenes stuff where they take the Jaws footage and make it new again? No, I didn't. Okay, so Jaws is filmed on film, not not digital, and uh, so with that, they take the like all the originals, the negatives, put it back on, like remit, put it in digital color correct everything and you know like old film like every so often you get like a little scratch or a line on there that just blinks fix everything like they basically run photoshop on every single frame of an hour and a half long movie and fix it all and the audio they went like bonkers and made the audio amazing and put it in surround sound and now jaws has the production quality of like a 2015 movie it's and like fifteen thousand frames or something. That's that's pretty cool. I didn't know that's how they did it. Yeah, they they did it. They, they I'll have to show you the video after this, and hmm. I think you'll watch it and you'll get excited for Jaws again. Like it's it's I, really cool. I, I'm sure I watched a remastered version last year. Like like I, there's a few okay. movies that I go back and watch like pretty regularly. Uh, hmm. What did I watch recently? The remastering process video is what I was going to show you. They spend ten minutes showing you oh, how they did oh, it, yeah. and uh, oh, that yeah, yeah it, 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 you watch it and you'll be like, "Oh wow!" You know, they they did an amazing job, and they show like the old and the new side by side, and it's like, right? Good oh, we job. watched uh, we watched John Wick the other night. What did you think? John Wick, Wick, Wick with uh, Keanu Reeves. The, he's oh yeah, I liked it. 
I liked it. You know, if you would have boil it down to thumbs up or thumbs down, it would be up without a doubt. I watched it again. If I were to one to ten it, though, it wasn't like it crushed it. Like, I think I would seven or seven and a half that film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. But yeah. it's one of those, it, you know, it's a Keanu Reeves action movie. Like, it could have been a three. It, 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 like, it easily could have been a three and you'd have been like, oh, yeah, Keanu made another bomb. You like, never know. The guy can do never, anything. One to ten. That's his range. It's like my <laughs> grades in high school. I got them all. <laughs> I saw him talking about, he gave an interview um, after the success of John Wick, or maybe just prior to it, where he was talking about how they asked him, you know, do you wish you got more of these roles? Like, And they listed a few, like some of the um, the Marvel movies and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, I tried out for all of that stuff, and I didn't get it. Huh. Other people get that stuff. He's like, and I don't get it. And it, and it hurts my feelings. And I just, I wish I could get that stuff. But I'm just not getting it right now, so I just do the best I can. I do these kind of movies, and I do those kind of movies, and I like doing this, so that's what I'm going to keep doing. And then John Wick came out, and it was a big success, because he just came off of like one of the biggest flops of all time. Huh. I don't even remember the name of it. It was that movie where it was like, it was, it was, it was set in like uh, feudal Japan or something, and there was mysticism where like he was wearing a kimono or something, <laughs> fighting like, fighting like a, a, a CGI dragon. And, like, I hate those films. It was gonna be bad. It was like called I don't I don't remember Twenty Eight Warriors or some crazy bullshit, and and it just had bombed and you know lost millions. Uh, but this John Wick movie did very well. Did you see IP Man? Yes, I've seen all three. Is it good? If see I, I, I right, so, it's not like so, I'm some illiterate that can't handle subtitles, but. It also requires an attention span. Nah, that other if, if you're looking for like, all right, so in something like, um, oh boy, so in old oh boy with the subtitles, despite the subtitles, I'm invested in the characters. I get the story. I like it. But with Ip Man, if that, if I'm pronouncing it right, I don't, oh, I don't know which one of us is right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's um, I don't know if either of us are honestly. I've seen <laughs> all three, but like you know, it's. I'm not getting anything from the story other than this is Ip Man. He's the greatest fighter of all time, and he's gonna teach, you know, teach karate and or whatever his his style is, and and just beat up a lot of people, and and he's gonna be really cool and chill about it the whole time, and that's all he does. Like he just beats people up, you know. He he's he's a nice guy. He's like a teacher. He's like he's always like the the above violence kind of guy. But he'll totally just like go go crazy and ha lots of street fights, lots of good fight choreography. If you like the Bruce Lee style fight choreography, where it's not necessarily always like in in um in John Wick, you were talking about like like oh that you know this is a move that you would see like, like there was a lot of MMA in there, a lot of legit I, yeah. Stuff. In John Wick, I felt like it was above average in terms of fight choreography, and it still wasn't where I wanted it to be. Like, you didn't you know, like that arm bar escape. I was gonna call that. He gave up an arm. He the guy. He had the guy totally locked in. I was like, oh, this is cool. Next, he's gonna break his arm. No. Next, he yeah. just sort of let go with both hands and let it happen. And there were, One and then there was another time where he had full mount, and the choke he went for was that like the one you might use in like a sex rape fantasy type thing, where he just choked mm -hmm. him with two hands on his throat instead of like a, a you know, a, I don't know, a collar choke or something that would actually work. I'm like that. There isn't a choke in the world that's easier to break than the stupid like you know thing like that or hand squeezing yeah or, or even worse the one hand on your neck thing like 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 someone couldn't just get that sideways you know there's a reason you never see anyone do those chokes in actual fights like you know mma they're totally legal 
they're just a horrible choice because they don't work because because you know you're not you know you don't have control of them and, and the guy yeah. can just break you push your arm away yeah I, I i agree if so i don't know what to say about it man i know a lot of people love that shit but to me it's like it reminds me a lot of a bruce lee movie but not as cheesy with a better story better acting and stuff and really good fight choreography he's really good at what he does you know he's mm-hmm. he's going through so many crazy moves and doing flips and he's really fast clearly and 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 the guys he's fighting with are just as good it's, it's fun to watch archer that was ah, good the new archer um, i don't know yeah, if it's like, the new one the whole season that girl was on like addicted to cocaine that's our that's last season that's archer vice that's season four um season that's, five just came out first episode did i think it was called season five Okay, well then season six just came out. Oh, okay. I think that's the confusion I had. Because I think Taylor called it, but it was called season five. So Archer Vice, is that a different show? Um, So what they did is, you know, they're ISIS. They're a a spy agency, which is not um, like uh, allowed by the government. Not a government agency. There's like a private spy agency. agency. They're a private spy agency. They're totally illegal. Um, and then at the end of the third season, if I remember correctly, um, I don't remember exactly, but they, they come into like literally two metric tons of cocaine or something like that, like a room full of cocaine. Uh-huh. And, and so their next step is to sell this cocaine. And so they kind of become cocaine dealers. And like, <laughs> It's funny that you couldn't remember the weight because all year long, like he's messing up metric and kilos and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they keep losing large amounts of it. Yeah. And Pam, like uh, whoever the blonde chick is, I think that's Cheryl. No, is it Cheryl or Pam? The the blonde fat. Pam, chick. you're thinking of. I think it's Pam. the blonde fat one. Pam get becomes super addicted to the coke and lo- and loses a ton of weight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but but now in the new season, she's gained all the weight back. Like they've they've oh, rebuilt the spoilers. Offices. Well, it's the new scene. Those aren't that bad. They're, you know, they're they're back in business as a spy agency. All the cocaine's gone. I think you mentioned in on PKA once that a fun thing about Archer is when a thing happens, that thing sticks, right? Like if you watch The Simpsons, there's a term for it. Like it's something continuity. Yeah, and yeah, basically, continuity. Yeah. Well, not just continuity though. Like there's some sort of a term for continuity episode oh, okay. to episode. And and um, anyway, like there have been stuff that happens in Simpsons like I don't know Homer's not her real dad and then by the end of the episode they resolve it in such a way that you can almost play them in any order and it doesn't matter Lisa's been a vegetarian since like 1994 though because Paul McCartney uh, uh, made a deal with him that he'd come on the show if she would become one and always stay one Really? Well, that's but yeah, interesting. the pets die left and right. Although they do keep up with that by like making it snow, just adding a number onto the end <laughs> yeah. of snowball, snowball thirty-seven or whatever. And, um, and, or sometimes they don't. They just but they refer to them as snowball. Like things happen in The Simpsons, but then they undo them before the show's over. Yeah. In Archer, a thing happens, and then that's just a thing that's forever. Like I was having fun with him. Uh, he was shooting inside a car. And the guy's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. He's, so He's like, this sounds like popping bubble wrap to me. I know, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this He's all day. He's always complaining about his tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, it, it, dude, I like the storyline in Archer and all the characters and stuff, and it's funny, but what really sucks me into that show 
is the fact that Archer never gets excited or nervous about anything. The weapons are very well done too. The weapons are perfect. Like like they look exactly like they're supposed to look. They're actual weapons. Like they they do a really good job at that. It, yeah, and, and I imagine every time someone runs out of bullets, they fired the proper amount for that magazine too. Like I, I've never looked into that, but they reload a lot. Like that's a thing. Like they're constantly running out of bullets, and Archer's always, you know, being like, "He shot seven times. That's a Makarov. He's out." You know, he's getting. <laughs> yeah. Why isn't everyone else good at this? Yeah, <laughs> I really like Archer. I'm excited that there's another season in front of me to watch. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's the new episode was good. It lived up to expectations. It's always a fear. Uh, that that you know the new season is going to start off on a slump and like oh mm -hmm. so that's the thing yeah but but it was very good although I'm having a hard time remembering exactly what went down I, it okay. will be spoilers anyway yeah I wouldn't want to hear it anyway so is that a wrap I think we went way long this time yeah it's time for the French fry extravaganza oh, send me pictures <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, painkiller nearly episode twenty three thanks everybody.